You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints of God, two crowds meet in the gate. You have to see this in your mind, in the gospel picture. In the ancient world, there were cities, and the cities would have walls around them for protection from the people. They could go there to hide and be safe. Uh, And these cities would have a few different gates going into them, roads going in, and the gates would be there. And these gates are important places. I mean, mostly because the people, when they were coming or they were going, they were funneled into this place. And so people would come to the gate to sell things or to beg for things. The elders of the city would hold courts in the gate. They would go to the gate to make judgments on cases. And teachers would come to the gate in order to teach. Nain, the city where Jesus is going, had such a gate. And on this day, two crowds are heading from opposite directions towards the gate. There was a funeral in Nain, a young son of a mother who had already lost her husband. And the service had ended. And they were going out from the, from, the, uh, from the service, the funeral service, out to the cemetery for the committal. The pallbearers were leading the way with the casket, and the weeping mother was going alongside, and all of their family and friends were in, pro- in procession. Luke says it was a considerable crowd from the city, and they come to the gate. And at the same time, Coming the other direction from outside the city, walking in is Jesus with his disciples. And Luke tells us he had a great crowd of people with him. And they meet at the gate. The procession of death led by the casket and the weeping mother and the procession of life led by Jesus. And they will not be able to pass one another, to intermingle with one of them, with one another. One of them is going to have to give way, to step aside, to come off of the road so the other can pass. Now we have a custom for this sort of thing. When a funeral procession is coming down the street, we pull over and let it pass. If we're walking on the sidewalk and a funeral procession goes by, we stop and we take off our hat and we say a prayer for the family. I, I, by the way, get to see this all the time, going on funeral processions, and you notice who has respect for this sort of thing and who doesn't. And I think this is one of the customs that we need, that we Christians can remember. When we see a funeral procession, we do step off to the side and we do take off our hat and we do say a prayer for those that are mourning that the Lord would comfort them. And I suppose this custom grows out of respect for death itself. That there is an acknowledgement in this that we too, if Jesus doesn't return soon, that we too will be in the casket one day and we too will be marched to the grave. In a very profound way, the entire story of history from Adam and Eve to today is the account of a long funeral procession. It began in the garden and it has marched across the earth and we have all joined it at one point or another. We've all mourned the death of family or friends. And one day, each one of us will take our turn leading this procession. We'll be there in the casket. We'll be carried by six men. 
and brought to our final resting place. Now, I suppose that this is depressing, but it is one of the marks of maturity and wisdom that we know our own mortality, that it is appointed, as the Scriptures said, for man once to die. This is, by the way, why we make out a will and why we have our funeral planning worksheets filled out and on file in the office. <laughs> or at least we have those on our to-do list. I was going to ask for a show of hands how many of you have that there. I printed out some funeral planning worksheets and put them in the track rack just in case <laughs> we're thinking about these things. But this is also why we know what, what should happen when these two processions meet at the gate in Nain. We know what custom would dictate. We know who is supposed to step aside. It should be Jesus and his disciples who should move to the side of the road and make way for this march of death to go out to the cemetery. In fact, I don't wonder, and this is just my own imagining the text, I don't wonder if as soon as the disciples of Jesus and the crowd that was following him, as they come into the city of Nain, they see what's happening, and they see this weeping and mourning mother, and they see this casket being carried out by the men. I don't wonder if the disciples and the people with Jesus would have almost instinctively stepped out of the way to make way for this march of death. But not Jesus. Jesus stands there in the way. In the middle of the road, he doesn't budge. He doesn't move. He stands in the middle of the gate and puts his hand out and stops this march of death. He touches the casket and the men stand still. He looks at this woman weeping and he says, don't cry. And then he says to this man who's being carried in the casket, Young man, I say to you, arise. Never in the history of humanity have words like that been spoken. Never in the history of the world has anything ever like this happened. Always mankind steps aside for death, but not Jesus. And this man does it. He, if you could, now this is a, a stunning thing to imagine. He sits up in the casket and he starts to talk. I kind of wish that Luke told us what he said. <laughs> what are you guys all doing here? <laughs> this is amazing. And Jesus takes this man and he gives him to his mother and all the people, as you would be and so would I, are amazed and afraid. This is a great prophet, they say. This is God visiting us. And this is the point. Jesus stands in the way of death. He does not step aside. Jesus shows no respect for this funeral and, in fact, no respect for death itself. Jesus, in fact, hates death and he makes it his business to destroy it. And he has done it. Do you see this story, this account, this display here in Nain gives us a peek at the power and authority that Jesus will display in its fullness on Easter and on the last day. You see, Jesus and Jesus alone has stopped this relentless march of death. Jesus now stands where Adam and Eve fell and where every other person has fallen. And Jesus says to death, that's enough. And to the grave, no more. I mean, right there in the middle of this path of this relentless marching stands the cross of Jesus. 
the death of God himself, which is the death of death. Because Jesus, your Jesus, dies your death. He suffers the punishment for your sins. He carries the wrath of God for your for your sake. Do you see it was your cross, your darkness, three hours of darkness, your tomb in the garden, and yet Jesus has taken it. He's taken your place. He's stolen your seat. And he comes out of the grave with life and victory and peace and forgiveness he has overcome. You see, this is why Jesus can say to this young man on his funeral procession in Nain, it's why he can say to him, arise. And it's why Jesus will, on the last day, return to the earth and say the same thing to you, sleeping in your grave, Arise to glory and to life. Arise because Jesus has destroyed death in his death. He has destroyed the grave in his death. Martin Luther loved to preach about this this way. He says that when death, when death tried to swallow Jesus, it bit off more than it could chew and choked on Jesus and had to spit him back out. Now, how's that? And it's true. Death is over. The teeth are knocked out of the grave. Because even as we are on this procession, as we ourselves are marching to our own grave, there above it is the cross. There above it is Jesus, the one who has compassion, the one who has holds in his hands, the one who was dead and is alive and knows how to open the door of the grave from the inside. And this, dear saints, is what it means to be ready to die. Not to have our wills in place or our funeral planning worksheet filed away in the church office. To be ready to die is to have faith in Jesus. To be ready for the grave is to trust in the one who died and rose for you. It is to know that he has you. Your life and your death and your everything in his scarred hands. So that now we too stand triumphant, even in the shadow of death. And we say, oh, grave, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But praise be to God who gives us the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because when these two crowds met in the gate, this procession of death and procession of life, for the first time ever, procession of death gives way and the procession of life goes forth (laughs) dear saints you are with jesus on this march of life which will never end even through death and the grave and up through the resurrection into life eternal where there is no sorrow or weeping or sadness or sin, you are in the great procession of life because you are with Christ and Christ is with you. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.